Name a more iconic duo then. A twink. And a redhead. 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 Hello everyone. Hi you guys. It's us. It's us. Ashen Grant. It's Ash us, and it's us. Ash and Grant, and this is the Twink and a Redhead. Hey, hey, hey. How are you guys? Hi. How, hey, Ash. How it's, was your week? It was good. I do, I want to say something from the last episode. I, ha- I have some, some air to clear. Is that the saying? Um, unfortunately, when we were talking about Webkins, oh, no. you were freaking out about the cheeky dog. Oh, it's so I, important that you address this. I did not own and I knew you the didn't. cheeky dog. I went back later that night. I was like, wait, did I like actually own the cheeky dog? And I Googled the cheeky dog. I did not have that dog. Grant, I knew you didn't own the cheeky dog when we were talking, because if you did, that would have been your entire personality when you were a kid. I don't think you understand the status symbol it was. To be a kid in elementary school with a damn cheeky dog. Really? It was literally like having a Rolex when you're eight. Yeah, I had the Cocker Spaniel. Yeah. But that was one of the OGs. And you could, no, you could get that at any ordinary uh, Toys R Us, uh, local toy store, uh, probably grocery store, a Hallmark store for sure sold those. Yeah. Hallmark was weird for Webkin. Uh, it I, uh, was. Whatever. And Vera Bradley. <laughs> yeah, what? I don't know. Like it was, was yeah. like Hallmark was so weird. It was, but I kind of like it. Like I'd love a store with just like a fuck ton of tchotchkes. What's a tchotchke? A tchotchke is like a little trinket. Mm. Just a little trinket. Hallmark was like where grandmas went to shop. Like I'm sorry. Like like grandmas that like to go to the beach. Yeah, no, like a grandma in like a floral type of outfit would yeah. like walk into Hallmark. Yeah. Do you know the Hallmark I'm talking about? Why it was like in a corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It exactly was like something it was. about it gives me anxiety. It was kind of dark, was it not? Oh, I liked it. Hallmark's just I always weird. had like Vera Bradley lunch boxes and I would get them from there. Yeah, the I remember your Vera Bradley lunchbox. You had that in high school as well, didn't you? No, I was a brown paper bag girl in high school. Oh, you're trying to humble yourself. I was trying to humble myself. Well, because then it became not cool to have a lunchbox. Like, you had to have a brown bag. (laughs) Yeah, because... But I did... Okay, senior year, I did go to the Disney store in the mall, and I bought, like, like, a Pumbaa... From like lunchbox because I was just like quirky. Yeah, it was like ironic. Yeah, it was like I'm so silly. Look at this lunchbox, and then <laughs> someone stole it. I think like over like Thanksgiving break or something. Like I went on vacation and I left some some food in there, and <laughs> I think it got a little gross. <laughs> no. Yeah, I think it threw it out. Puma's inside got turned inside out. You could say that. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Who's Pumbaa? Pumbaa's the, like, hog. Oh, oh my God. I thought friend, it was the lion. Timon's little buddy. Voiced by Seth Rogen in the live action film, I believe. Was it shaped like Pumbaa? What? Or it was just, like, was the... 
For whatever reason, I'm picturing the lunchbox as like <laughs> no, shaped like Pumbaa. No, I think it was just his face. Oh. And now that I'm thinking about it, it might have been Timon. It was one of those characters. Do you have people you work with who like, or like you see people on the subway who have like a lunchbox? No. It's like endearing. I wish I like did that. Like I would save so much money. Yeah. And I'd probably eat healthier if I just like carried around a lunchbox. But I'm so lazy. I just like can't bring it. Like, I can't bring myself to pack a lunch. No. And, yeah, the way you, like, go into the office and then you spend, like, $100 no, just on food. No, it's, like, a week, like, like, for lunch. $100 a week? I feel like I spend, like, $50 Oh, I feel like I always buy, like, the same $18 panini. Really? From where, Pratt? No, it's, like, random coffee shop near my office. You used to you used to love talking about Pratt I after did. you studied I did. Abroad. I literally thought Pratt. <laughs> I thought Pratt was, like, the best place ever. And to be fair, like, it is. Ashley studied abroad in London, like, whatever year in college, and came back and was gagging over, over Pratt. Pratt. But Pratt's coffee is, like, repulsive. Like, yeah, It's not that good. But in Europe, Pratt's are better. Like, I will, I do think that. But it's very, like, if there's a prep by your office or, like, like, it is pretty convenient for lunch. There's a lot of different options and it's pretty affordable. Yeah, it's quick. It's fast. I feel like Pret is what Panera... Like, Panera has gone down a crazy fucking rabbit hole. They're selling pizza now? P- Panera needs a branding. Like, they need to figure their like, shit Panera out. Panera is what it is. It is glorified hospital food. And I eat that up. Yeah. Like, it's good. Like, that mac and cheese, it's, like, a little dry. And I'll still eat it up. I will. Ashley and I frequented Panera like ev- like every day uh, in high school. Uh, no, I would say we would switch between we would go to Panera like two or three times a week. We mm-hmm. we go to Wendy's a ton senior year. Yeah. We loved Wendy's yeah. and also like Wendy's when we were like later in high school it became like a hangout spot. Like we'd go there with like twelve yeah, friends so and we'd sit there for like <laughs> two hours. And then we'd also we loved going through the McDonald's drive through. Yeah. That Wendy's was, like, not even, like, a new Wendy's. It was, like, the old, old Wendy's. It was so floor. good. And it had a, it had a, um, oh, my God, the Wendy's sun, sunroof. You know what I'm talking about? Like, no. a, a greenhouse vibe. Oh, it was, it was, it like, you're in, like, like a solarium. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those old Wendy's, the baked yeah. potato era. That says a lot about our town because, like, literally. Yeah, but now there's, like, a fancy new McDonald's. Like, it's really <gasps> fancy. That Yeah, but I'm saying, like, we went to Wendy's to hang out. No, exactly. Yeah, there's not uh, The other option is like Applebee's, Applebee's or someone's backyard But Applebee's in the was, woods. like, the late night spot on, like, the weekends. And then Wendy's was, like, we all were hanging out after school. And now it's, like, 8 p.m. We're going to go to Wendy's. I feel like that was the vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Wendy's was fucking... I love Wendy's. I love Wendy's is my favorite fast food place. What do you think is the best chicken nugget? Wendy's. Wendy's. A thousand, a thousand percent. Wendy's gets a little, like, they're so good, but, like, I get a little skeevy at Wendy's chicken nuggets. No. They're, they're a little battery. Like, they're battery. Oh, <laughs> like, I think like I know I, what you they're mean. They're, like, a little too moist I like, um, I like Wendy's, and then. You know who's the fucking worst? Burger King. Yeah. It's, like, spongy. What the fuck it's were they spongy. thinking? And their fries aren't good either. Like McDonald's, honestly, like when the nugs are like crispy, oof, oof, they're good. But like I go to McDonald's for the fries and the Coke. 
Yeah, yeah, always. Wendy's, I know I'm going to have a great meal all around. And Wendy's offers root beer. And root beer is my favorite soda. So Wendy's, like, I know I'm going to have a good fucking meal. Yes, and Frosties are so good. And same with Chick-fil-A. I'm sorry. I don't don't stand by what they support. But damn. Damn. Damn, they make some good They make some good chicken nuggets. And those waffle fries. I also love the way they serve their ketchup. I had Chick-fil-A this past weekend to close out um, Pride Month. Sorry, I dated the podcast. Um, We're in July right now. But um, the last weekend of June, sorry, I went to Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Had a a great meal. There's nothing (laughs) wrong with that. You know, my logic, I always explain this logic to people and they look at me like I'm like so dumb. I'm like, okay, well, these people don't like gay people. They don't want to serve me. I find it empowering that they are <laughs> serving me and I'm eating their food that they took time I, to make. I've had a gay friend once who was like, I deal with enough. I'm not going to boycott boycott Chick-fil-A, but straight people should. Like, to be, <laughs> like, to be an ally. Like, yeah. I want the chicken, so I'm going to get it. But if you're an ally, like you won't do it. I was like, damn, too fucking Shay. Yeah, straight people, if you... Ashley, you should not eat Chick-fil-A. And the comments that you made earlier are enough to get you canceled. That I eat Chick-fil-A? Yeah. Yeah, because uh, yeah. you're straight, no, allegedly. Yeah. Um, and I love Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> One thing about us is we were offered a brand deal for Chick-fil-A. And we said yes. And we said yes. We were offered $250,000 to not celebrate Pride. And so that's why... We, d- we, we did a pride corner video and we were like come back here every week nope we only did one because we were offered a brand deal we were offered for a quarter of a million dollars and part of that deal was to, to not and that's pride. what paid for this neon sign hanging above this, our heads this, this beautiful this beautiful wayfair couch, couch cost right fifty thousand dollars and this <laughs> hand painted hand stitched, uh, stitched neon, neon sign, sign it was a redhead uh, the electrical wires were uh, a team of five electricians actually custom did this wiring. Yeah. For those this of you, cost about seventy thousand dollars. For those of you listening, we have like a YouTube where we post the videos. Like it's actually so funny because the video is such bad. Quality. It's really bad quality, and you know what? It's part of our brand. It is part of it. We're sitting on the our couch in our apartment with like this weird setup. I have a Hunger Games blanket on. Ashley has some floral. I'm blanket literally on. like pantsless under here. Yeah, <laughs> and we're just here in my like. This looks like a Vera Bradley blanket, actually. Um. Anyway, I think we should get into the topic of the week. Yes. So today's word of the episode is fandoms so today we are discussing um some fandoms that we have been a part of growing up specifically for me the hunger games yeah really crazy and then you know we'll talk about being swifties because me and ashley are both really big swifties ashley will talk about her relation with fandoms whatever um but fandoms that should I just address the elephant in the room? The Hunger Games. Yeah. 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 I also want to share my perspective as one of your peers during this era. <laughs> that that would be very interesting to hear because l- me looking back out of it now, I'm like, 
Wow. But let me just get into it. We were all thinking, wow, too. In the moment. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, So back in sixth grade, I picked up a, a little book called The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. And as I was reading it, I found out that they were making a movie. And so I had already seen the Twilight whole thing unravel and my mom and my sister and my aunt like they all read the twilight books and then they were like so obsessed with the movies and i was like i want that experience and so they announced the movie and i was like oh my god like i love this book i'm so intrigued by it i'm gonna follow every single movie update and girl it just snowballed like my instagram handle was Grant Everdeen. Was it Grant Everdeen before the movie even came out? Yes, it was Grant. Yeah, it was Grant underscore Everdeen underscore G. And I put the underscore G at the end there because my last name is Gibbs. And I wanted people to be like, who knew me, to be like, oh, it's Grant. It's Grant. But Jesus Christ. (laughs) uh, So anyways, it like really spiraled. I, I feel like I was one of like, the first like hunger games influencers like you know how in there are influencers specific to fandoms now like swifty like this person's a famous swift talker i feel like i was one of the og girlies who was like like i'm grant but i'm a hunger games fan like it was so ingrained in your identity at the time that it's like all anyone knew of you was like you were obsessed with the hunger games and honestly, Grant, like, there was a time where it's, like, all you would talk about. Like, it wasn't even possible to have a conversation with you. I, I don't even know. My room was covered in posters. Like No, 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 no. That does not even do it justice, Grant. His blankets were Hunger Games. His tchotchkes, there would be, like, Hunger Games figurines. There was every fucking... Uh, wall space was covered with hunger games posters there was a katniss cardboard cutout in the oh corner God, that's there was did, did you have a do you have a rug why do i feel like you had a rug no but i hung up um one of the blankets on over my window and used it as drapes okay a you rug? also I hung up a blanket in your college dorm room you can i just <laughs> side note real quick let's stop using blankets as wall decor <laughs> Because you did that in college, too. And I remember you, you invited me to your dorm, like, the weekend we moved in. And I was like, huh, we're still doing that, huh? <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay, well, listen. Anyway, sorry. I think, so, yeah, I loved The Hunger Games because I thought Candace Everdeen was a bad bitch. And I thought the story was, like, really cool. And I love, like, dystopian, I guess. I don't, I don't really, I honestly could not tell you what drew me. But also, I... If we're digging deep into the psychology, I think I used it as a way to, like, distract from the fact that I was gay. Like, I'm not Grant the gay kid. I'm Grant the kid who's obsessed with the Hunger Games. Which, honestly, what's worse? (laughs) (laughs) Probably the the latter. And it wasn't hiding that? No. It wasn't. But I worked for a fan site. So, okay, I had Hunger Games fan pages that I was a part of. I didn't create them, but I, like, very much... I joined them and I, I became admins for them. There was this big page called the Hunger Games memes, which was like, honestly, my brand, like I love funny stuff and I love the Hunger Games. And so they basically posted like funny Hunger Games things. Um, and so I was admin Plutarch. We had, <laughs> we 
we had different names. But I also became a little Hunger Games like celebrity in that realm. And then the Katniss cardboard cutout came around. And this was another thing I feel like I cut. I don't I don't really know. It made it a bit, I guess. Like I maybe I was just ahead of my time with my comedy. It was a bit. But me and the Katniss cardboard cutout online essentially were like married. And so I would Photoshop pictures of us together. I would take her everywhere. Like she was, we had a pool in my backyard. She she went swimming with me. She was in, there's literally a picture of me and her in bed. <laughs> like she's on the side of a road with me. I like. In your senior Oh my portrait. God. I, I took yeah. my senior high school portraits with her. Um, It was like a whole thing. Yeah, y'all are probably like, oh, he was 14. That's cute. This man was 18 <laughs> taking these photos with a damn cardboard cutout for his senior portraits. <laughs> okay. I'm going chronologically. Okay. Sorry, so you're sorry. spoiling. So anyways, that whole, I was, a, I became a little Hunger Games influencer and I was working for this website. Shout out jabberjays.net. There's still a thing. Period. Um, anyways, I was in eighth grade. I somehow won a sweepstake <laughs> to go to the set of Catching Fire in Atlanta, Georgia. And so me and my mom were flown out by Lionsgate and we stayed in Atlanta. And then we went to literally like the set of where they filmed the cornucopia and we got to like watch them film. And I didn't meet like Jennifer Lawrence, but Honestly, I don't even know if I saw her. Like, I tell everyone, like, she was out filming, like, on the cornucopia. But I think they told us that that was her stunt double. (laughs) So, it might have been Jennifer Lawrence, but she was, like, literally out on, like... You only saw one day of filming? Yeah. Yeah. But we toured, like, all the sets. So, we saw, like, the cornucopia set, which is where they were filming that day. And then we went to, like, this um, convention center where... Oh, you're yawning? (laughs) Yeah, I've heard this a million times. Oh, my God. (laughs) Anyways, we toured all the sets, and I remembered the hovercraft. We went into the hovercraft set, and they were, like, so strict about, like, don't touch anything. Like, these these are still, like, active sets or whatever. Like, we still need to use them to film them. Like, please don't touch anything. We're in the hovercraft, and I turn around, and my mom is sitting, (laughs) (laughs) sitting in one of the chairs, and the lady's like, ma'am, can you please get up? And I was so embarrassed. You My were mom was like, I'm I tired. Know. You were like, mom. Like, I know you were so mad. Yeah, I was I was definitely pissed. And my mom was literally like, what? I'm tired. And you know what? Good for her. Um, but yeah, basically, it was just like I had such a crazy obsession. And then I got to go to the premieres as well. I went to the Catching Fire premiere. I went to the Makaji Part 1 premiere. And, I, and we both. Oh yeah, the Mockingjay Part Two I was premiere. Grant's plus one Kinda to the Mockingjay Part Two Except premiere. You didn't get the VIP. You didn't get the VIP treatment like I did. No, I got the VIP treatment. Oh, well, you, you kind of did. did. I literally got better treatment than Grant on the red carpet. Like <laughs> Grant's section was supposed to like be for like the diehard fans, the ones who are going to be like on the front lines of this red carpet, and like, you would, meeting the celebrities. You would think it was in a good location. It was like this: the celebrities got out their cars, went right on like this photo op area, and then we were like right there. Like you would think they would come right to us next. But like, Grant's mom and myself we were like on this barricade like it looked like we're in like the middle of the carpet they were like 
that's where they'd be lined too. They would go down the whole row, meeting people, hugging people, signing autographs. We, would, I literally have pictures with like all of them. She literally talk about the sharpie. Oh, so Grant gave. Grant had like an autograph book and a Sharpie and then he gave me and his mom one because he was like, if I can't get someone's signature, like you guys need to try to do it. We got all the fucking signatures because they came right to us and Jennifer Lawrence wasn't taking selfies with people or anything, um, but she was signing autographs and she had this beautiful because this was during her like Christian Dior sponsored Mm -hmm. partnership era. She had this beautiful like snow blanks a blanket of snow on a forest floor that was the color that was how crisp this white was this coat yeah and i hand her the sharpie (laughs) to sign this book but the sharpie did not have a cap on and i got blue sharpie on the sleeve of her crisp crisp paper white jacket and she was mad what, what did she do? She just kind of looked at it and was like, like, you could just tell, like, in her head, she was like, this fucking moron. Like, are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? And then oh I don't think she even, I don't think she finished, like, the line of, like, people, which, like, to she's be t- fair, t- like, like I would be so mad if this stupid 15 year old got Sharpie on my white jacket. Like, I'd be yeah. mad. So I totally get her. And she didn't react that badly. Like, she was just like, oh, fuck. And then just, like, walked inside. Like, I would be like, if that happened to me, I'd be like, you're a fucking moron. <laughs> Seriously, you stupid bitch. Like, this is, I mean, it probably she was probably, like, didn't even own it. But anyway. Yeah. That, I remember that day, like, seeing the area where you guys were. And she was there, like, across the way from me. And I was just screaming. Jennifer, Jennifer, and she, she did not. Did turn you around. ever come close to meeting her? No, that was the closest. <laughs> I was like, this. I've seen her in real life four times. If that one time she, it was her out there, but I've never met her. I've met like Josh Hutcherson. I feel like he is so nice. He is. I, I met him on I the heard set. Liam's, Liam was. So nice to everyone in the line where yeah, we were I standing. Like with he him too. would like take his time and like was so kind to everyone. Yeah. Woody Harrelson, that man did not know where he was. Really? He was on the fucking moon. His publicist was following like a centimeter behind him, trying to get him through. He like couldn't tell north, south, up, down, left, right. Like he was so Hi. He's method acting because Hamage. Yeah. The drum. No, it was. I have a picture of him and I'm like, I wouldn't even. I don't know this man. I would not post this on the internet because I'm looking out for him. <laughs> I have a crazy picture with Elizabeth Banks. Like, she looks I, crazy. I remember Elizabeth Banks passed me and your mom and we're like is she real like she looks like a like a Madame Tussauds like wax figure. That's what I thought. Ugh. I'm spoiling, but when we saw Taylor Swift, yeah. I thought she was a wax figure. She we'll does get to look that like in a, a sec. We'll get to that. Um, but I guess to close out my Hunger Games era, I don't know what the fuck that was. I remember the last movie came out. I sobbed in well, the parking lot with like a few of my friends. We 
wait. I, I went, after the premiere? No, no, no. When it was in theaters. After you'd I, already seen it. Yeah, I'd already seen the movie. I went with, like, I forget even who it was. But I, in the car, was crying. Yeah. And I made, like, an Instagram post, like, a, a par- like three-paragraph post. Yeah. The, like, like, like someone in your life, like, passed away. Like, that's how you yeah, really treated it. Yeah. But, but looking back, it honestly, like, opened so many cool doors. How many, like, teenagers no, can so say cool. they went to a set of a major motion picture, went to, like, three world, well, I don't know if they're world premieres, but red carpet premieres and the par- after no, parties. No, one thing I respect about you is you... Don't like things. Yeah, you don't like things in like a normal, casual way. Like I feel like you're not like a casual fan of anything really. Like you're just a dot like even like music. Like I feel like everything you listen to, like you fucking like live for. Yeah, I don't listen to like a lot of you, like you don't listen randos. to a lot of different music. It's like I'll fo- I'll focus in on a You'll, few. Yeah, and like you commit like Taylor Swift, you've been five feet from Taylor Swift. Like, Hunger Games, you got flown out a thousand and one times for that shit. Like, you don't don't do things casually. And I respect that. Thanks, babe. You're welcome, babe. Love you, babe. Real quick, I wanted to ask, though, how do you feel about the Hunger Games now? Like, are you excited for the new movie? Yes. So, yeah, for those who don't know, there's a prequel coming out. The book, Suzanne Collins wrote a new book. It came out in 2020. I read it the day it came out. It was. I haven't read it. I want you I to read, read it. I just read the Wikipedia. Oh yeah, you know everything I do, that I just happens. Read. If I don't like want to like, because I love reading, but if I like am like not interested, which to be honest I wasn't, I'm just like I'll just read the Wikipedia synopsis. I definitely don't. I don't know at what point it like ended. Probably like freshman year of college is when I was like, wait, that was crazy. Yeah. But. I don't have the same, like, level of craziness, but, like, I will be at that premiere. Of course. Like, I will be in L.A. Let's let's go. I want Lionsgate. Like, hello. Like, Lionsgate. Please. We've been to one <laughs> when we were not the cutest. Right. And now, now that we'll we're like, hot, I'm ho- like, hello. I still support well, and maybe love there, you guys. Well, maybe there will be a New York premiere. Oh my god, yeah, the, the, like I think there definitely will be one. Always is. Um, but I am excited. I feel like I would be, s- like, I really did love Jennifer Lawrence. I thought she was, like, the perfect cat. I still love her. In fact, like, she's on this press tour now for this new movie. Yeah. She looks amazing. She's so funny. Her Hot Ones episode, one of the best. She's so real. She's just real. But I feel like when people say that, like, it, people, it comes across, like, a little, like, blech now. But I just oh, really? feel like she's just, like, funny and like she doesn't she see i guess real like she's just down to earth it yeah seems. i was saying if like this was a prequel that somehow involved her like i'd be 20 times more excited but i it, it looks so good the cast it's, is amazing it's the same the trailer's out y'all can watch it it's the same director and producing team like nina jacobson and francis lawrence yeah and they slay the house down like catching fire the honestly like when have we seen a bigger glow up than the Hunger Games to the Hunger Games Catching Fire? Twilight to New Moon. No. New Moon's mm, the best movie I've ever seen. Catch, Catching Fire is literally the best movie I've no, ever New seen. No, New Moon. Catching Fire is, yeah, no. Yeah. Also, Why? um, Also, 
Captain America 1 to Captain America 2, The Winter Soldier. No. Really good glow up. No. Yeah. The Hunger Games first movie had no budget. Like, zero budget. And you can see. And Gary Ross. Shout out to Gary Ross. He established the world. But that director... I don't know what he was doing, but the shaky cam. I like the first movie. It was, it's good. It's good. But the way it's filmed and the CGI, it just like was not giving budget. Understandably so, because like it was, ta- they were taking a gamble. But catching fire, the outfits, Jennifer Lawrence's hair, like the CGI, the story. Finnick. Finnick. Cat is blowing up the arena. Spoiler alert. Um, when she goes, ah! with the lightning. It's fucking crazy. So good. Well, what? So you weren't really obsessed with any anything like me? Not to your level. I was like a diehard, not diehard. I was a big Marvel stan in middle school. I would say from like. I don't know, sixth grade. I forget when the Avengers came out. Twenty twelve. Yeah, I was twelve. Um, on, I was like a diehard. Like I'd read the comics. Yeah. I went to New York Comic Con. And your whole family like loves. My it. whole it family, like family loves family. it. Like we went to every midnight premiere. Oh, this is something I wanted to say. I feel like it was a lot more fun to be a fan of movie franchises in like. 2010 20 you know like that era before streaming really because like you'd go to the midnight premiere mm. people would make shirts like i made shirts for the harry potter premiere like oh my God, i had like harry puppy potter. paint and made like shirts oh. and like i would we and like that was also before you really reserved seats at the movie theater so you had to yeah, get had in line i like, remember the amazing spider-man 2 with andrew garfield like me my brother my dad went and we were like the first in line and then oh like it God. like fills up like and then it flopped oh that one. Amazing Spider-Man 2. It wasn't... So bad. I'm sorry. Great. But I actually really like his Spider-Man, but... I, I love Spider-Man. Um, we both love Spider-Man. One thing about me and Ash, like we, we both love, we love Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Love. We have a Spider-Man poster in our apartment. And I have a Spider-Man fetish. Yeah. And I have Spider-Man onesie. Ooh. Um, <laughs> but I... It was so much more fun to be a fan then because it wasn't like the toxic online cultures. It was more like, oh, you're all in the movie theater. Like, you all like the same thing. Everyone's just happy to be there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of like nostalgic mm-hmm. for that before mm-hmm. there were like mass and shootings in movie theaters and we oh. couldn't see them at midnight anymore. Yeah. And um, now it's like competitive. Like amongst fans of the same thing. Yeah. Even like in the Marvel community, it's like weird now. I mean... So I loved Marvel, like saw every movie. And then when Avengers Endgame came out, I was studying abroad and it was at the end of my like study abroad and I was in Munich in Germany. So and my two friends I was with, they loved Marvel, too. So I'm like, okay, obviously. And it was like we were also six hours ahead. So like I was seeing it on like Wednesday U.S. time or something like it was like early, early. And I found this, like, random movie theater in Munich and got us tickets. And it was in English, but there were, like, German subtitles. And Germans are very stoic. Like, they don't – they're not very, like, expressive Mm. in their emotions. Because of the history? I don't – I don't don't, (laughs) – I'm not an anthropologist, so I can't make that claim. But they're very stoic. And I, spoiler alert, 
when Iron Man died. died. Why did they do Grant, I was like hyperventilating, like to the point where I was like, <laughs> no. the movie theater is silent. I'm like, hist- I don't think, I honestly think that's the hardest I've ever cried in my life. Like I cried when the, tr- like when the like credits went up, like to say the movie was starting, I started crying. Cause like, it was like truly the end of an era of that Marvel. Cause now Marvel, like I don't feel the same like passion for it. But, like, I was sobbing, hysterical. And I have a picture, like, my makeup is, like, on my shoulder. I was crying so hard. No. And, like, all these people were, like, staring at me. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm living for this right now and dying for it right now. Yeah. Um, That's so embarrassing. But to be completely honest, like, I never had any, like, fan accounts or anything like that. But I would, like... Like, in my group of friends, like, you, if you, like, had a Marvel question, like, I could, like, answer. And I would watch, like, like our YouTube videos on, like, theories and Easter eggs. Yeah. Marvel's good, but what do you think of Marvel now? Because, like, Loki. So, Loki, no pun intended. I'm not. I feel like the TV shows on Disney Plus were a... Did they ruin it, you think? Yeah, I do. I think it was greedy capitalist ploy. I don't think it was to advance the storytelling in any way. I Mm -hmm. do think... Okay. I think WandaVision was really good good. and creative. I think Loki was actually really, really good. I love that story. I think Winter Soldier was okay. I I couldn't even finish it. It was just like, okay. And then... She-Hulk, I watched five minutes. I was like, turning this the fuck off. People, I saw people liked it. No, great. It was bad. (laughs) It was bad. And like now I'm just like. Because you hate women. Yeah. I'm just not into like those. And then like Doctor Strange 2, bad. Ant-Man 2, horrible. Like, I'm just not feeling it. But then Guardians of the Galaxy 3, amazing. It was amazing. I need to see that. But I wonder if we're just superheroed out a little. Because I saw Flash. I thought it was horrible. <gasps> you saw Flash? I did. But I love, 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 love um, Into the Spider-Verse 2. It was one of the best movies I've seen in a really long time. I need to see that. As That's an example that. of a sequel being better than the first one. You and the first one's amazing. Something weird, though. Like, the fact that it's Spider-Man... And the fact that it's animated like turns me off. Really? Or it'll make it makes me feel like it loses that Spider Man excitement for me. Like See, I'm like it's not Spider Man. I it's think like, the way that they animate it is so cool that it feels like I'm watching a comic book. Like that's what I like about it because I used to read the comics, so I like that. Yeah, no, that's interesting. But Marvel now, I just like, uh, yeah, I have zero interest. No. I used to get really excited too. I wasn't as big as a diehard fan as you for it, but like, I was catching up with them. I yeah. was like keeping up, and now I'm. I just feel like I've fallen so behind, and I don't even care enough to like catch yeah, back up. No, but I, I think my, my dad and I were talking about it. Like multiverse storytelling is a little bit of like bad writing, in my opinion, because it's like. When someone dies, they're not truly dead. There's a different version of yeah. themselves. It's just bad. This comic books did the same thing after a while. It's like no one's truly dead. Everyone comes back. There's all these Earths. It's just like hard to keep interest. How do like bad movies get made? Like I'm sorry, but like how do? Maybe I'm just like so talented. You know. Yeah. But how do? How can you tell? Or, like, how are you watching a movie as, like, a studio person or, like, a production person, whatever, and not know your movie sucks? 
I don't know. There's got to be like more to it, I guess. I think like, there's like more political stuff we don't yeah, know about. Yeah, like studio exec type stuff. Um, should we talk about Taylor Swift? Yeah, I think we talked a lot about movie and TV. Let's go on to Taylor Swift. So. I've been a Swifty since first grade. So have I. I like, it's just crazy because like Teardrops on My Guitar was like a radio song and like when we're in first grade, like, everyone's listening to the radio to get their music. And I remember, like, showing my first grade class this song and being like, I'm about to change your fucking lives. Like, I showed it to them. And I would just listen. I had the, like, CD of it. And I would sit in my room, like, with a stereo. And I would just play it on repeat. Like, I... Loved it. I was um, shook that she was, like, so young. I remember having, like, a thought, like, listening to it on the radio. I was like, she's 16. Yeah. Like, my sister's almost 16. I, I would think, like, like, that, I was, like, that too. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I had really, I had really curly hair when I was little. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, you never see someone with curly hair. I thought it was so cool. Babe, you look. N- well, actually, people do comment on our TikToks a lot that you're, like, redhead Taylor Swift. I wish. Yeah, you're not, babe. You're not. Because it's new. The shape of your body, it's blue. The feeling I got it, it's I DM Taylor Nation during the pandemic for every... <laughs> okay, COVID. Sorry, <laughs> it was the music. Can you put a mask on? Oh no. The era of time when, like, COVID was, like, kind of wrapping up. Like, we were transitioning back to normal life. But you would still get canceled for wearing for I not did. wearing for not like, wearing a mask on the subway. It was like twenty five percent of people maybe wore a mask at that point. I was like vaccinated, boosted, and these people <laughs> tried to come for me, and be like, "Seriously, you dumb bitch! You're not wearing a mask. You wanna you wanna kill old people? Like that's what they said." And meanwhile, this is like like six months ago. Yeah. Like, <laughs> anyways, anyways, yeah, you guys. What the fuck was I saying before you rudely cough? Um, you DM oh, Taylor Nation. Girl, I DM Taylor Nation every day saying make Cruel Summer a single. Like in 2020. And now it finally now it <laughs> finally, must have is. finally opened them. They, they finally must have opened them. But yeah, I love Taylor Swift. I was kind of a closeted Swifty because it was like gay. If you like Taylor, it I guess, was. or something. And it is. <laughs> Honestly, it is. If you're a straight okay but it's funny because we went to the reputation tour and i remember like there it was like gay pride no it was like like gay people didn't like taylor then that because that was after like it was like very few gay people i feel like were there well because about it i sometimes think you know any community there's there's group thing and I think gay people in the gay community, there's a lot of group think, a lot of following, in my opinion. And during the cancellation of 2016 of Taylor Swift, we all know it, um, I feel like a lot of gays just hopped on it. <laughs> did that even I make mean, sense? I mean, I feel like so many people, like a lot of girls Yeah, did no, too. everyone did. But it lot, was like, but yeah, um, I feel like I was about to compare like... Never mind. I'm not going to say that. You probably should. Yeah, I probably should. Gonna be. Yeah, no. All right, let's talk about the Taylor Swift fandom more, though. Okay, yeah, because you all know Taylor Swift. So let's talk about, like, the Swifty fandom right now. I. <coughs> oh. Oh. Hey. 
excuse me. Um, I so I was a little swift talker for for a little while, like at the end of my college career, in into like a year ago, basically. Um, and then I retired, and I, you know, on Twink and a Redhead, we'll like make some Swifty stuff still, and like every now and then I'll like post something. But can I ask yeah. why did you retire? Well, I'll get there. I'll oh, get okay, there. Okay, sorry. So I'll go fuck myself. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyways, um. So I made videos. I feel like I made my brand like uh, basically. To explain this, I need to explain that there's there is two types of Swifties. There's a Swifty, and then there's a cupcake Swifty. What's a cupcake Swifty? <laughs> a cupcake Swifty is very much horse girl, very much sheltered, very much offended by everything someone says, very much thinks that they know Taylor Swift. They have her on speed dial. They know how she thinks, how she feels, all this. I will say I don't think that that's necessarily unique to Swifties. Like, I think there's just so many Swifties in the world. But, like, I think, like, from what I understand, like, Beyonce fans, Beyonce has fans like that. Like, yeah. One Direction has crazy fucking fans that still are Larry's. Larry's. Yeah, but the Cupcake Swifties, a lot of them just need to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um, and and. and yeah, I agree with you. Um, but I guess just being with within the Swifty fandom, it's just like this is my observations. This is my experience. This okay. is my truth. Okay. Um, and so cupcake Swifties are the worst kind of Swifties, in my opinion. And I w- would mess with a lot of them. I w- I trolled a lot of them in a way, or I would call them out. And the reason I would call them out is because um, there's a thing in the Swifty community where you know taylor swift drops easter eggs or whatever but this has blown up way out of proportion on since tiktok i think and people will come up with the most outrageous theories or debunkable theories like i again i've been a fan like majority of her career and so like i think a lot of these people like some people haven't and they'll post videos being like this is xyz and this is why taylor's dropping 1989 Taylor's version right now and blah 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 and then a lot of it's you just be like there's this one instant instance where someone posted a picture of Taylor during Red Era and this was during like the Red Taylor's version era like Red Taylor's version was about to come out someone posted a picture of Red Taylor in her like red getup from 2012 and s- tried to nitpick it and say it was from right now and that a red tour movie was going to come out like she was filming the red tour now and so i was like babe like you can just google image search where that picture's from and it's not from today it was from like the like mtv vmas or something like it was literally could just look it up and so i pointed that out i was blocked reported i was called like uh, i make fun of people these things too seriously but i mean i don't even like People believe everything they see. People think the earth is flat, Grant. Well, <laughs> and it could be. People, like, JK. there are people that choose to follow Marjorie Taylor Greene on Twitter. You know, like, yeah, people and I'm believe, one of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, people believe crazy shit. So, of course, like, and I think, but like, that's what's so scary. And, like, no, it, Swifties are, like, 
I don't I mean, just an example of it. Like, but thank the, God, it doesn't fucking matter with t- like thank God. Yeah, because it, it doesn't. Is, but then you take that mentality, and then they're gonna like these people vote. These people no, like I know, but I I do feel like people that sometimes believe these crazy theories or make these crazy theories like. There are also probably people who are like, wow, I can't believe someone falls susceptible to like QAnon. And it's like, like, it's just like you're doing, you're believing things you see online with no proof. Like mm-hmm. everyone should just be a little bit more critical. critical. And I also think, and this is like just a personal preference. I'm not saying anyone's like a shitty person for doing it. I just like think it's a little weird to make like theories about someone's like personal life like like Gaylor uh, let's talk about it Gaylor and then like I don't know I even think that some of like I think Jake Gyllenhaal treated Taylor badly but I think like even some of that stuff goes a little far for my personal taste I don't know I just think it's a little parasocial yeah, Swifties are so parasocial. I think um, the Gaylor thing specifically, like, uh, it's really crazy because I've spoken out about this on like in my Swift Talk era, and I've been called like homophobic <laughs> and like all these other crazy things. But I don't. At the end of the day, like I don't know if Taylor Swift is gay or bi or straight or whatever. Like I don't know, and I'm not trying to investigate or nitpick clues or details to find out because I don't think that is appropriate. I also like think it would be a crazy thing for someone to do to leave Easter eggs about that to in hint their at music. their sexuality. Yeah. Like I, I just think we all need to like come down to earth. The Easter eggs are for music; they are not for details in her personal life and like i think she does like things like wink wink like dear john being about john mayer sure but like that also would be like no singer ever is gonna be like this song's about my ex-boyfriend john mayer taylor lot like no one does that of course she's not gonna i don't know yeah it's an interesting debate and i'm not saying anyone's Right or wrong, except Gaylers are wrong. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I, I think the parasocial stuff is, like, concerning. The misinformation, like, it sounds crazy to say that, but, like, when Swifties spread misinformation, whether it be theories or, like, fake videos or whatever, um, I don't think it's wrong to call it out. And that's what I do. And and but well, basically to answer your question about retiring, I retired because I didn't like like the I didn't one I didn't want to be known as a Swift talker. Like at the end of the day, I don't want to be a Swift talker. Like I love Taylor Swift, but that's like not the only thing about me. Yeah. Or like my only passion or what I want people to know about me. Um, and then two the community like i've met some great i love Swifties. i love like a when lot grant of and i went to the Aeros tour we met the most lovely lovely people yeah it's, i think it's just like the online stuff yeah you know literally it's the online stuff and then it's like anything if i refute anything oh i just dropped something but if i like refute an opinion it's 
I don't know, you get like attacked or like the yeah. gayler thing was really like actually exhausting. Like me, a gay person myself, being called homophobic for criticizing like someone else trying to like nitpick or like attempting to out someone for these reasons like that just felt so weird and tiring to me and i don't want to be a part of it people just need to like calm down a little but i will gallop i will gallop yeah like i like the fun stuff i like the fun trends and just being like meeting the nice people and i'm just not as interested in the theories even like when people are like 1989 reps coming i'm like I'll be happy when it's announced. It also I think gives I'm like false hope. Like you get so excited for that thing. But I'm also <laughs> like I'm not anymore because it's happened yeah, yeah, so yeah. many times that I'm just like, you know what? I'll be like speak now. I was like, it's coming at some point and then it was announced and I was like, Yay. Like it was just like I don't need to like have a million theories leading up to it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, we could literally talk about this all day. I know, I know. Okay, but we should we should do a whole yeah, Taylor Swift episode. We should. Yeah, let's but do this that. is fandoms. Um, Thanks, guys. And it was. We have to do this topic again though, because like I'm also Harry Potter, Twilight. Yeah. Okay, now it is time for announcements for the good of the group. Um. Do you want to start? Mine's brief. Okay. Mine's just something i've been dealing with um what is it every few months i get fixated on a new song (laughs) (laughs) where i can't stop listening to a song and sometimes it's a day where i just listen to it 30 times in a row sometimes it's a week where i listen to it you know morning Mm -hmm. afternoon night Mm -hmm. this most recent hyperfixation has been about a week now also, to give some context, former ones, Life is a Highway had a big era yeah. for me recently. Oh, yeah. Um, You'll Be in My Heart from the Tarzan soundtrack recently oh, made it yeah. made it up there. This past week, I am feral. I am foaming at the mouth for Scream by Zac Efron from the High School Musical 3 soundtrack. Mm-hmm. When I hear the song, I'm just imagining the scene from the movie. There the hallway. Are it is a dark and stormy night in Utah, East High. Zach Troy, sorry, has broken into the school. He doesn't know where to fucking go for college. Is he going to go do musical theater? Is he going to go play basketball? Will he be right. near Gabriella? It's right. such an existential issue he's facing. He breaks into the school. He takes his shirt off at one point, I'm pretty sure. He, there are basketballs flying from the sky. It's almost They're, like a dream. It's sequence. like a dream. His arms are out like that Jesus statue in Brazil. Mm-hmm. You know the one. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and it is just like the most magical song. It like transports me through time and space where like, when I listen to it, I am no longer a physical being. Like, my soul is out there in the universe, like, in, like, a liminal space, metaphysically existing. And it is amazing. Did you even say the name of the song? Yeah, Scream. Oh, yeah. Scream, Scream. from the High School Musical. So, I highly soundtrack. recommend you guys put that on your summer playlist. So good. Uh, this is not sponsored by Kenny Ortega, but it should be. Because I am probably boosting those damn streaming Stream. numbers, streaming numbers on Spotify up the fucking 
that roof. No, that song is so good. I had it on my purple iPod shuffle as a kid, and it's gonna be the number one song on my Spotify Wrapped. <laughs> I hope it. Is. I hope it's like scream. Life is the highway. It's gonna be scream. My school musical. Stream it. What is your announcement for the good of the group? My announcement for the good of the group. The weather is getting hotter outside. And that means y'all need to be wearing your fucking deodorant. Yeah. Please, please, please wear your deodorant. And I don't discriminate against the types. What if I, it's the aluminum free kind? No. I, <laughs> so okay, so maybe I do. So maybe I do discriminate <laughs> against the some of the brands. But like the method, please. you don't care if it's a spray, a roll on. No, I do care. I, oh. I actually do care. Please buy the blue. <laughs> aluminum filled dove. unnatural no not e- i mean the dove yeah the dove men has this kind but i'm talking like old spice like blue blue deal please wear those kinds of deodorant that's blue and like the, it's see-through uh, it's not women's white deodorant are usually like an opaque white well please don't use those no please. that's what all well women they don't use. work Men use the blue okay oh so you're discriminating now you're putting sexes to deodorant? Really? Well, it's not like the deodorants for women are pink. They're white. Well, who said deodorant is seen, for men or for women? I've never who seen that. Because I don't want to smell like a fucking axe like, ad. Okay. Well, anyways, people talk about the uh, nature and like, oh, this deodorant is bad for the environment. What about the rest of the people on this planet that you're harming? Do you know what I mean? No. So you're gonna wear you're gonna wear the all natural deodorant, or you're just not gonna wear it at all because you're trying to save the earth. What about everyone else on it that has to smell your dirty ass pits? Yeah, it's selfish if you don't wear deodorant, especially in this weather in the summer right now. If you're not wearing deodorant, you are selfish. Damn. And that's how I feel about that. That's my announcement I for the good of the group. I haven't worn deodorant like four weeks. Uh, <laughs> Is that what's been smelling up this damn apartment? All right, so listen to Scream, wear deodorant. Also, if you guys have announcements for the good of the group, you can DM us on Instagram at DM a twink and a redhead. us, then I'll answer you. We will. Maybe. Send us a voice memo. Yeah, we love it. We'll and play, we'll play it on the podcast, you guys, yeah. if you behave. Okay, well, that's it for today. Thank you so much Thanks, for listening. Guys. This was fun. And it was so nice to meet you it guys. It was so nice to meet you guys. A twink.